my friend. I hope you had a great, great, great Christmas. We sure did. We didn't go anywhere on Christmas Day. It was wonderful. It was such a chill day. Movies, cooking, laying around, playing games. I mean, it was a great, great Christmas. I hope you had a good Christmas too. We are almost done with 2021. I about said 2020, but I think we're in 2021, right? We're going to 2022? Okay, maybe so. I guess this is the last pocket. Yeah, this is the last one of 2020. Wow. Started in June, so we're half a year down. But I have something exciting coming up starting January 1st is my mentoring group for women. It is a, going to be a private community. You're going to receive daily text messages, weekly um, live Bible study, a um, devotional email that's just for you. If you want more information on that, make sure you go read about it at christinasmithmcculley.com. That is starting January 1st. It's not something that you have to be in right in January 1st. You can jump in whenever you want to, but it kicks off January 1st. I do have a special gift for the first 25 members that join, so go read about that. Also, make sure that we are friends everywhere. Facebook, TikTok, Instagram is under Christina Smith McCulley. So if you haven't found me there, make sure you find me there. All right, let's just get into this. Give me just a second, and I'll be right back. Woohoo! Well, hey, y'all. Welcome to Closet Confessions with Christina's podcast, where we're going to talk about the hilarious, not-so-funny truths about the Christian walk. Some people are called to speak on stages, but the Lord has called me to share my heart from my closet. Hey, I'm Christina, mom of three, married to my high school sweetheart, multi-passionate entrepreneur who has struggled with insecurities, self-worth, depression, and all that fun stuff the world has to offer. But God, He continues to remind me He is not intimidated by my mess. And when I spend time with Him, He reminds me who I am and whose I am. So if you're ready to laugh and you believe Chick-fil-A is the Lord's chicken, then come on into my closet so we can talk through this crazy life together. Okay, so, you know, there's a spirit of seasonal depression is what people call it that comes over us during like the dark time the times of days getting shorter um cold times and just really holidays there's a lot of people that have lost people they love very much and that the holidays of course kind of bring all that up to you you know remind you and I was thinking as I was thinking about um what I was going to speak about today and all God reminded me of what an impact my seven-year-old has shown me or made on me the past couple weeks okay so he went and got um (laughs) all kind of stuff out of his room okay now his room is like a corner in our living room because he's third child we didn't build on to the house he wasn't planned um so his room he loves it hey he loves it and it is full of stuff so whenever you know the tree went up he wanted presents underneath that tree so he went in his room and gathered up all kind of stuff went and found bags to put them in and when he ran out of bags he then got you know dollar store bags and all he was so excited about giving us presents and he just kept saying, I can't wait to see your presence. He, you know, and of course, some of them you could see through. My daughter was kind of picking like, oh, we don't know what this is. I mean, because you could see straight through the bag or whatever. But he was just so happy. And it just reminded me of how much giving does bring us joy. 
It really does. And so, you know, gosh, just kind of lay that on my heart about how um, when the depression or the times of the season or even that giving can get us out of a slump that we might not even know we're in. You know, I remember hearing a, it wasn't really a joke. It was like a story, I guess, or like a parable or something that that said um, this woman was really, really just down, really depressed. She spent all her time at home alone, didn't get out much at all, and she had just been in the dumps and she had kind of had it she called her pastor and she's like can I come in I need to talk I need a session a counseling session I'm just so depressed um he's like sure you can come in you know um in two days but I I I need a favor can you do me a favor and she was like well you know I was kind of calling to get help from you but okay whatever what is it and he said well I was supposed to take cookies to Mrs. Um, Garrigan and I know she's your neighbor is there any way Anyway, at all, it would help me out so much if you would bake some cookies or or get some cookies and just take them next door to her. I, I just, I'm sorry to ask you this, but it was supposed to be done. I didn't get it done, and and I know she lives right there. And the lady was like, "Okay, well, really, okay." You know, she didn't want to do it, but she agreed to do it since the pastor was coming in to talk to her the next day. So she made the cookies. She took them over there. Well, the next day she never showed up. For her meeting with the pastor and he called her that afternoon and said what happened I thought you were coming in I thought you needed to talk and she said well when I made them cookies I just had so much joy I mean I just I felt so good that I decided to make cookies for all my neighbors so I've been busy doing that I forgot I was even supposed to come in and that was just kind of a a little point and I know from experience that is the truth when I am in my own mind it, you know, when we're in our own mind or when we're scrolling social media and just paying attention to what everybody else is doing or what they have, it can become very depressing and overwhelming. But when we can get, when we can step out of that place, we can step out and help somebody else, give to somebody else, do for somebody else. It really does bring us joy. That's what the Bible says is more blessed to give and to receive. It's more blessed on us to give than to receive. It really is. It does something to our heart. And I think that's because of what God gave us the I mean he gave us his son you know and as I was kind of thinking what we're going to talk about today I thought we could talk about like different ways to give because sometimes we don't have money but there are so many different ways that you can give and I'm going to tell you another example of what not example but okay so if you've seen my TikTok or Facebook or anything then I only give um a certain number of presents to my kids. Now, this started because probably like six or seven years ago, I think it was right before Colin or right when I had Colin. So I used to wrap up everything for my kids, like socks, jeans. If they got four shirts, they were wrapped in four different, not even boxes. <laughs> I'm a terrible wrapper, just wrapped up. Because in my mind, it was how many can they open? You know, I thought that's what was important. That's what would make them happy well let's say that they had 15 presents and they were all closed and then like two good ones because I remember one year one of them got a phone and something else and I kind of say that's the good one that's the ones you know oh I wanted a phone okay so they flew through all the presents even when they got to the good present I'm using like quotation marks 
they flew through it and they just went to the next one and they were looking for the next one. You know, they didn't know a number. So they were just flying. And it made me really sad because I felt like all this hype up, all this stress we do over Christmas and running and trying and going back and getting more because maybe there's not enough, they still didn't really have the um, probably mental space to enjoy the good ones. They were too overstimulated, I guess. So that really kind of grieved me. The next year, I was talking to a friend and I was telling her that. I was telling her I'm the type that like to give presents that they're looking forward to. Like, I don't want to just get somebody something from the store. I want to have heard what they said they wanted and surprise them with that or something like that. And she said, I know, it's very stressful. She said, I just want to give mine three presents. That's all, you know, that's what the wise men gave Jesus. Then that's good enough for Jesus, good enough for, for my kids. And we were kind of joking about it, but I was like, hmm, now that might be a thought. So I went home and discussed it with my husband. And he said, well, yeah, they don't, I mean... They can't even think of stuff they really even wanted at this point, you know, because as the year goes, we get, I get them whatever they need. We get them whatever they need, you know, and so um, I told them that year, I said, okay, you guys, this year's going to be a little different. I want you to think of, you know, things that you want. I mean, give me three presents. It don't, it won't be clothes. It won't be socks wrapped up. It won't be underwear wrapped up, but three presents that you want. First of all, they couldn't even think of three. I mean, they couldn't even think of three. But second of all, I, w- I was able to focus on just them three. Like, okay, this is in my mind. I'm going to do like, let's say, I th- you know, and one time I did get my daughter. I mean, I said I won't get her anything to wear, but I got her a pair of boots because they were like $100. I mean, they were like them Georgia boots or whatever they're called. So that year when Christmas come, I was a little stressed about should I have done more? Should I have done more? Now, they still got a stocking. And I don't remember if Santa was, you know, there for unwrapped presents. But they got three wrapped from me and my husband, okay? Now, not to mention the kids go to the grandparents and get their... And my and the grandparents always say, what can I get them? I don't know because I don't even know what to get them. If I give you my ideas, then I don't have any ideas. And that's how my granny would always give me money to buy for them. Well, I had to think of even more than three. You know what I mean? So, um, anyways, that year... We got up open presents. They were so much, like, it was more enjoyable. Like, they were slower. They slowed down and focused on each present they opened. And then when we got done, they played with them and all. And, you know, yes, maybe, because I've had some kind of rude comments that say that I'm taking all the fun out of Christmas, that that's the fun part about running through all the presents so fast. But I don't know. I don't know if it really is. But that's what we've stuck with now. As they've gotten older... They don't get three because their one present is quite expensive. And Colin, I did wrap up, I think, five for him, you know. Um, But the point is there's a set number. It's not, okay, anything I can find, you know. So what I was kind of, what this all goes back to is I've had to, I mean, even this year I've looked at the presents under the tree even the day before I went into the dollar store to get candy for stockings and I'm like do I need to pick him up more toys do I need no no I, I don't because for one where's all this stuff gonna go he already there's nothing I could he couldn't think of anything he, he, he said he just wanted to be surprised he didn't even have any ideas of what he wanted so therefore it's not like I was like not giving him what he wanted he didn't even have any ideas of what he wanted so um, I had to fight that, but seeing everybody else's 
big trees with lots of presents. I was like questioning myself, kind of getting insecure. Them are the incidents I had to get out of my own mind and go love on somebody, go give to somebody, go help somebody, go. And when I say give to somebody, I'm talking about even just a compliment, a word of encouragement, getting out of my own pity party and getting out into loving and helping others, even if it's my own kids, my husband, friends, whoever, just giving, you know, just giving. Just read some verses to you about giving. So 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 8 says, the point is this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows bountifully, bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. Now, some people think that only means money. And people like to use that to get you to give money sometimes. And that manipulation is... And I'm not saying it's about a specific church or religion or anything. There are people that will do that in the name of God. And... It's not, it's not talking about just money. Whoever sows sparingly, well, if, I, if I sow um, unforgiveness sparingly, then that's what I'm going to reap. If I sow, um, you know, love sparingly, and if I sow it bountifully, if I sow holding grudges, if I sow not extending grace and mercy, that's what I'm going to reap. It's not just about money like sometimes people like to say it's about Um you know, I I don't think you'll ever go wrong over giving anything with God, even if it is money or, um, you know, I think we should use discernment and a friend help me because I get a lot of questions asking for money, a lot of messages. And I used to feel guilty about that, about not giving. And sometimes I would give without it being a cheerful heart. Now, I just... I kind of let, I guess, you know, the discernment, the discernment was there, but I would let the enemy probably whisper in my ear like, well, you have it. You have $50. You should give it. But if you knew how many asked, I wouldn't even have $50 because of all the people to ask. And a friend helped me. She reminded me that God has never let them go without and that God has also always sent someone to give them what they need. And so if people are putting any kind of guilt trip on you to give like oh well, I know you're a Christian so I thought I could ask you like that is God didn't tell me did he tell you to ask them maybe I shouldn't even be talking about this but what I mean is being a cheerful giver or giving is not based on someone manipulating you to do it you know does that make sense <laughs> Okay, let's move on because I probably just okay. Um, in Acts twenty thirty five, in all things I have shown you that by working hard in this way we must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he himself said it is more blessed to give than to receive. Give what? Well, give forgiveness, give mercy, give grace, give love. Let me tell you, that stuff brings us peace. I had a situation not that long ago where there was a lot of resentment trying to build up, a lot of just anger, and I was exhausted, exhausted. I'm like, God, you've got to help me. 
I'm not kidding you, it's by his own mercy and grace that I woke up completely free of that and still had to remind myself because I'm thinking, oh, you're a dummy for not holding that person to that, you know, holding that over their head. The devil likes to tell me that. No, my peace is more important. And I just really feel like God's going to do something with that grace and mercy and love that was shown there. I just, I really feel like he does. So it's, it is more blessed to give. If you're upset with me, there's nothing I can do about that. If I'm upset with you, there is something I could do. And I'm going to be blessed with peace by letting it go. That's why it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. Um, it says, do not neglect to do good and to share what you have. For such sacrifices are pleasing to the Lord. That's Hebrews thirteen sixteen. Share what? Well, it could be money. But share what? Share encouragement. Share knowledge. Share a listening ear. Share love. Share goodness. Share that peace. Um, this one right here, Matthew nineteen twenty one, nineteen twenty one is one that people have, and even me, I've been like, oh, "What, God?" It says Jesus said to him, "If you would be perfect, go sell what you possess and give to the poor, and then you will have treasures in heaven. And then come and follow me." That one, I've always been like, "What? I gotta sell everything?" But I think Jesus was seeing where his heart was. Would you be willing to give up everything to follow me? And he wasn't. It it bothered him, you know. But I think that it wasn't necessarily like his material things that Jesus was like, get rid of all that and come follow me. I think it was like, would you get rid of that? Would you be willing to give up your grudges and your bitterness and your resentment? Would you be willing to give up your um, wasted time? Would you be willing to give up your jealousy or your judgmental and come follow me like would you be willing to give up everything and follow me and the rich person was grieved because you know and i've 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 had talked to this about god lately like father don't let me put any faith in the money i have don't let me put any faith in that i can take care of myself like i want to be totally dependent on you now that's not saying okay just not use discernment and and good judgment in how we handle our money, but not to be reliant that that is what is keeping us. Does that make sense? Like God's had to deal with me lately because I am a hard worker and, but I don't want to put that like, I have to, I have to, Jesus, you know, I want to remind myself he does provide. He, he holds us. He is the one that provides for us. And if we lose everything, we still have him. Does that make any sense at all? I hope it does. So what I kind of wanted to use this episode to remind you guys of is just to think of different ways you can give. Um, And it doesn't have to be money, but your time, your listening ear, your encouragement, you checking on someone, um holding the door, giving somebody a compliment. There are so many things we can give to others. And even if they've never, even if they don't recognize it, like in fact, when God was dealing with me on this problem that I was having with the grudge, the person, so I was upset about something, but still not being mean. Okay. I wasn't being mean, 
but I sure wasn't where I was. And I just, and then this person, I felt like didn't appreciate that. Like they, they didn't, they didn't recognize that I wasn't being mean to them. Okay. So (laughs) my pride and my ego was like, you should be glad I'm not being mean to you. (laughs) And I just had such unpeace. I mean, I had such unpeace. And I just told God, like, this is just, ugh. And it wasn't until after he, he totally released me of that that I realized, ooh, that pride and arrogance of, like, you should be grateful. I'm not holding this over your head. Well, who am I? Come on. Who am I to hold over anybody's head? What has God forgiven me for? What has he showed me his grace and mercy for? Who am I to hold anything? So, you know, even if the person doesn't recognize it, even if the person doesn't recognize you've complimented them, even if the person doesn't recognize that you've given grace and mercy, even if the person doesn't recognize that you've gone over and beyond for them, it's all right. Your peace will come and God does see it. He does see it. So don't let pride jump in there and be like, I gave up this for them and they didn't even see that because I've done that. I've been there and I still, I mean, God still convicts me on things that, you know, we don't realize how sneaky pride is. Ooh, we do not realize how sneaky pride is. It is so sneaky. We won't even know it's coming and it'll just boom, be there. So be careful of that. I was just asking God, like, what are some examples of giving that we don't even recognize, you know? And this is not to toot my own horn at all. I'm just going to kind of throw some things out there. Like, I have this thing about taking the grocery cart back into the store. Now, sometimes I might leave it next to the door, but mostly I'll take it back into the store. Now, nobody recognizes that. Nobody sees that. Nobody thanks me. But in my mind, I'm giving the person working there a little break from walking out there and getting my cart. You know, so that's between me and God. So there are things you can do to give, like holding the door open for somebody, even if they don't say thank you, letting them go out in traffic. All of them are giving. And when you, you know, don't get in a pride or an ego with it, I give this, and that, but just let it be like things between you and God also. Like, and then maybe we should remind ourselves, like, God, because of Jesus, I, I can give. I can give this little extra. I can give this extra mile. I can give an extra word of encouragement. I can give a listening ear. I can give some time to people who need my time. I can give a moment to listen to them on the phone. I can I can give this. And it's only because Jesus so freely gave to me. Only for that reason. Not to get anything. You know, I just have a real, I, you know, I, I kind of talked about earlier. I just don't. My discernment is if I'm giving to get something, and if it is portrayed that way or said that way, like if a church says, give this seed so you will receive a harvest in 2022, that immediately sends up red flags for me because I feel like that's more of a give and take thing, and I don't want that to get my mind. I want to keep focused on because of what Jesus did, because of what he did. Thank you, God. Thank you. This, I mean, this is a little small sacrifice of what I can do, you know, for you, not for anybody else, for you. 
I hope this episode made sense. (laughs) Uh, I appreciate y'all being here for 2021. If you've been blessed by this podcast, you know, the, the biggest way you can give to me is to share it, like screenshot it on your phone and put it in your stories, tag me. Um, share it on social media, share it with somebody who might need it. I truly believe, I never look at like numbers or downloads. I truly believe whoever God wants to hear it will hear it. Um, It does bless me when I know it's blessed you and I appreciate it. And that's how you can let me know it's blessed you by letting me know, message me or tag me or, or whatever. But I am looking forward to 2022. I feel like God is doing great things. I've um, recently remodeled my salon. All the glory goes to Him. I'm adding extensions. I've added a new color line and then added a new retail line that I love. Um, This group, my prayer is that it brings people just closer to Him. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited about every day, really. I mean, not even just, oh, it's a new year and all, even though I do need to probably start eating better in the new year. Or no, today. Let's start today. I need to eat better today. Well, maybe tomorrow. I don't know. (laughs) Let's pray. Dear Father, thank you. Thank you that you gave us your son. Thank you that you gave us a way to come to you, to come to your throne, to be able to be in your presence. Thank you that you love us so much as your children. Thank you that even when we stray away, that you don't turn your back, that you're waiting there for us, calling us home. Thank you for your mercy, your grace, your forgiveness. Thank you for your love. Thank you that we're not alone, but we always have you. Most of all, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for that gift that we can never, ever, ever repay. We can never be good enough to repay you we can never do enough to repay you and i just praise you and honor and thank you it's in jesus name we pray amen and amen